and live. I got him. Uh, episode 39, taking action to make your business stand, stand out. out. Standing out from the competition is critical to having ultimate success. It seems easy. It's not a concept that is easy to apply, however. And so today we're going to be discussing 10 ways that you can help your business stand out from the herd or the pack or the flock or the multitude of Taekwondo schools in your town. Yes. Or karate. Or jujitsu. Or judo. Kung fu. Or capoeira. <laughs> jujitsu. Or nunchucks. Tai Chi. <laughs> nunchucks. I don't even know. Ninja. Ninja. We have a ninja instructor here in town. Do we? You know. Oh. The right. downtown one. Got it. <laughs> wow. Oh, gosh. Hopefully. So we are we're going to be talking about what are we doing during the day or working on the your, evening working on your business on taking action based on the steps that we talked about last week which was six steps to define your target market. So once you have defined your target market is important it is important that you are taking action to service them Absolutely. and to attract them and to entice them to want to join your tribe. It's perfect. Well, as you can see, I, I listed them out in there in our, in our um, portfolio, if you will. The first one on the list today is, and obviously jumping right into it, delivering extraordinary service. service. That is a key. It says, my notes, I'm going to read directly from my notes today because I feel like I did such a good job. It goes, it's easy to say that service is what makes you different. It's easy to say that. Businesses pretend that we have great customer service. However, saying it isn't enough. Being able to deliver extraordinary service is something that you, you literally can't get at any place else is the idea that no one can say they're the same as. So if we're going to deliver extraordinary customer service and you want to try to base yourself on being different and pride yourself on extraordinary service, then that service truly needs to be something that can stand alone, something that isn't the same as what's provided right down the street. Yeah, and who can actually confidently say that they deliver extraordinary service? Yeah, only only some of the most like first company right now. Disney, Zappos, Amazon. A Amazon. Nah, I was doing Amazon. That's about it. Yeah, there's. A, I don't know who else. Yeah, I think that's probably it. AT and T. <laughs> no, how about Comcast? Oh gosh. God. Right, I was just so, reading it. I was just reading an article about that, and they're like one of the worst rated companies and guess what and this is very relatable to what we do they do contracts all oh, right yeah and i and we at our other location we have Com comcast mm -hmm. and i would have canceled a while back because we had google fiber coming into town and offer better faster service for basically half the cost. And I wanted to switch, but I was still in, in contract. Mm -hmm. So the only way I could get out of it is paying out the contract, which is the stupidest Stupid. thing. No. Uh, and I think that's going to be one of those things, mark my words, that's going to cause them to eventually fold or get bought out by somebody else. Absolutely. It, you know, it's funny that all of, all of the contract-based businesses and, and things that you can find a niche. I know some school owners that operate purely on pay-in-fulls and do up to 10-year memberships. Yeah. 
And so it's clearly, you have to be able to define what it is that you're looking for, but you're right. If you want to offer a contract, but you don't deliver good service with it, oh, just chaos. Right. So this idea of delivering extraordinary service, like Bronson said, is something that we can't necessarily just deliver. It's, it's gotta be planned and you gotta spend a little bit of your day always thinking about what can we do a little different to help our customer and then identifying who those customers are. It's the mom in the lobby. It's the grandma dropping off their granddaughter. It's the, the child themselves. It's the older sibling that's waiting for their little sibling. It's, you know, all of these individual people can become customers to our business and creating a great customer service or extraordinary service means that you have to be thinking about how are you going to handle all of them. Yes. And which requires an extraordinary amount of work. Right. And most people aren't, aren't going to do to it. it and actually it's, it's funny that we're talking about this because this is going to be the next big plan of action that we are going to be taking at our business is tailoring that experience, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that experience on a completely individual basis, right? Not just, and this is something I talk about all the time with my staff, stop using this blanketed approach and expecting extraordinary results. Right. You can't just do a blanketed action item for what, like for everybody when each person has individual needs. Absolutely. That's the, the idea that you kind of talk through there is as the sales process goes, if you want to be generic, then you get a generic customer. If you want to work in that niche, then you've got to be able to service them and you're creating this unique marketplace for them so that it's a draw and that by itself can create a great experience. Yep. So the second thing on the list actually kind of ties into some of the things on on there as well is addressing the customer's pain points. And I want to I want to take this and it's a little abstract, for example, but my, my notes go through and talked about changing the negative perceptions from your competition into positives at your business, which makes your experience easier or better or quicker or anything in order for like the simplicity, for example, to be seen. So let's say, for example, that your customer or your competition all does contract based memberships. And you guys out in towns, probably, you know, you've got 10, 15 martial arts schools around you and all of them do this. You can take that risk, which is, by the way, not really a big risk, but you you take a little risk and you jump off and you do month to month memberships instead or cancelable memberships. And all of a sudden you've turned what could be perceived as a negative into something that people might flock to you because they hear that, wow, you know, this guy will let us out if we don't like it, which can create some trust. It can create a um, kind of a bridge across what's typically a roadblock. And that by itself is, a, is an example of how you can alleviate a pain point for a customer that will help you differentiate your product or yep. your service. Yeah, I think contracts versus non-contracts is one of those things that unless you completely start screwing people over, it's not going to be that big of a deal for people. Differentiator. Because mm-hmm. I don't think, even in our area, I don't think people are like, well... I'm going to go somewhere that doesn't have contracts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think you would have to 
again, going into the business model ideas and, and the way that you want to apply this, I would imagine that the, the way that it would become a problem is maybe down the road that when right. they've been here for three years, four years, and now they know that they're, eh, we're getting ready to be in high school. We're getting ready to go yeah. on to something. We don't want to really sign up on another deal. They're kind of maybe, you know, this is the age where something. And so then I think that would be a inhibitor at a later point in time as yeah. compared to the beginning. I think it, it really just comes down to the bad experience because I always just imagine that people start finding out about a business and if they do contracts or not by their friends telling them. Mm -hmm. And it would basically be like, Hey, I'm interested in martial arts school. Do you know of any? Mm -hmm. And they go, well, yeah, we went to X, Y, Z. Uh, we loved it, but just to give you a heads up, they will have you look, get locked into a contract. Yeah. And I actually, I had a conversation like that just recently when the, the idea behind that for me says, if you let somebody out of their membership at any point in time, what can they say? Like we were disappointed and they just let us go. Cool. That sounds right. awesome. I know. Exactly. We were, but all of the, what could go wrong with the, the contractual basis mm -hmm. is a, is a challenge that you yep. have to overcome and you're just opening up the door for people to have negative feedback. And that can be, well, if they want to leave and they're on a contract, then you basically have two options, either let them, or let's say there's three options. First, let them go. And then, you know, you leave on good terms. Mm -hmm. Second, you try to alleviate the problem right. and then we fix it. Mm -hmm. All right. That's the best option. Obviously. Yep, definitely win-win. But the other one is locking them in say, Nope, this is part of the agreement you signed and they're not happy. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you have this uh, student or family that's not happy in your business. Do right. we want them there? Right. We really don't. It's Be not, that's it's just a, it's just a bad apple. Mm -hmm. So it and really just comes down to first, like try to figure out what the problem is and see if we can alleviate it and, and uh, get them to a state of happiness again. And if not, if after you try, then you just got to let them go. Right. I, I don't disagree with that. And again, for people listening, it can be a matter of your business ran your way. If you're successful with any particular model or if that's the way that you've designed it, then it's great. This is just an example of how you can be different. Uh, one way that you can do this is by just in general doing business differently than your competitors. And so I, I know we kind of talked about with the, with the pain point idea, but doing business differently means what? It says a different <clears throat> emphasis. You could be in the same industry, but have a different emphasis on what you're trying to achieve with it. I went to a coffee shop in Olathe um, just the other day, and it's called Sweet Teas. And this um, first time I'd ever been, really um, simple little place, very homey. And their, I guess their thing is that when you go in, you get to pick a mug off of the wall that's like whatever is your, whatever catches your eye or makes you feel a certain kind of a way, whether it's a Superman mug or a congratulations, your 50 mug or whatever, a completely different feeling than Starbucks where you walk in and you've got right. tall, grande, unique. whatever. Absolutely. Right. They're doing the and same you're thing. you're talking about it. Yeah, I the am The fact now. that you're talking about it shows that they've accomplished something. And so that's doing business Hold on, I just different. want to point out, you said, congratulations, you're 50. Yeah. I don't think you ever put those two together. <laughs> <laughs> it's Probably more not. like, happy, or... I'm You're sorry. 50, period. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> we don't even bring up those birthdays. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I can't think, you know, how does, uh, what's Caribou separate themselves from Starbucks? How does, you know, some of those more generic kind of chain, yeah. the differentiation is, is starting well, to- Well, Starbucks has there. experience. Sure. And, and, and money and, and backing. It's, it's like a, um, 
It's like a status. So look at how they do a business different. Their their Apple Pay option. Yeah. Their pre-order option. I just saw that. That's cool. Yeah. You you basically will order on your order it on your phone, and they have a separate little yeah. tray thing that you go you just go up there and pick it up. Yeah. Welcome. That's a good welcome idea. to the you know what that's called adapting innovation and evolving. Right. Which is something that I think we as martial arts business owners should always be thinking about is mm -hmm. how can we evolve and not continue Ugh. to do the same things in class over and over again or provide the same programs over and over again. Obviously your the core the core service has to stay the same, but I think we need to constantly tweak, which is something that I'm always trying to do. So I've, I've said this a lot with business owners, martial arts, martial artists, that it tends, in my mind, it tends to be, we try to do whatever it was that we were doing before better, yeah. but never having a vision for where we're going. Right. So we look at our last event and say, we need to make sure that we do this better than last time. Yep. But we never say, I want to evolve our testings into this kind of a show, this presentation. Right. We want the belt to be done a certain kind of a way. We want to see things evolve, like you're saying, into something that's unique and different. Yep. Instead, we try to continue to do our traditions and our pay homage to our instructors by not really changing it too much. Just trying to, like you said, trying to tweak it a little instead yeah. of actually creating a vision that would be doing business differently in a martial arts realm. Sure. I would say. The next one is something that's always been really popular for us is focusing on a niche market. Um, this is, this is a struggle for a lot of martial arts schools. And I read another article out there that was talking about why are you viewed as a commodity? And one of the things that it was talked about is um, how a lot of what you're marketing is not actually cared for by the consumer. So, for right. example, you say quality, but that's in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. So, usually the consumer starts throwing everything out the window until it gets to what? Price only. Yeah. And we don't want to be in a bidding war for our martial no. arts services. So differentiating Any business. that. And you can even, you can just remove what you just said before when you said, I think you said something in just of, uh, as martial arts school owners, we have to make sure we're, we're focusing on a niche mm -hmm. or a niche. Uh, but it's really any business should restaurant sure. versus restaurant. How are you different? Right. You're, you're both cooking steaks. Mm -hmm. You're both providing basically American cuisine. Mm -hmm. How are you any different than the next person? And right. It's just applies to anything. And that's when you can kind of see at that point in time, the, the amount of dollars that it is, isn't much at all when it comes to something like a, a nice steakhouse downtown where right. it's a hundred dollar meal yeah. versus something that you get at, you know, you know, Texas roadhouse for 15 bucks yeah. and you go, the steak is probably, probably not, but the exact same steak. So what you're really Pretty paying much. for is the experience and the environment yep. and the service and all of those. So now focusing on a niche, when you guys are thinking about what is your, what is your target? And if you said we want I mean, geez, if you ask this question to martial arts school owners, they all say, you know, eight to 12 year olds is like probably the right. thing that everybody wants. But yeah. if you were, if you were to try to break that down even further, you're looking for kids who let's say only play soccer and now you're marketing to soccer players yeah. to do martial arts as a secondary option for them. Sure. And your program is set up to benefit soccer players. Right. Well, that, that could be a, a niche yeah. market if you're if soccer is popular in your area, or if you're trying to 
let's say band people. A lot of, every school has band members, so you're trying to market directly to them because you're going to help them carry their instrument better because yeah. the dexterity of teaching martial arts, and that's your message, right? right? You could create that, but zeroing in as much as you can is great. Now, what's the challenge for zeroing in on a niche market? Is it big enough? There's That's the challenge, guys. So if you... <laughs> If you um, go into is that, is, is, is that market big enough, and is and obviously is a demand there. Yeah. And going back to what you're saying, something we've talked about before is trying to offer all these benefits when nobody cares about them. Benefits and features. Right. Oh, it's like quality, like high quality. I don't really care about the high quality. Mm-mm. Or it's uh, really quick and easy. Well, I don't want quick and easy <laughs> because I want something that's high quality. Yeah. And so it really just comes down to getting to know it's just the human it's just that human connection that I think we're kind of making a roundabout now in marketing back. and in business development. It used to be like all you know technolo- technology feature yeah. yeah, and now it's coming back just to making it more of a human like adding a human touch to your business that's a that's a big one. The other one that I think of in regards to this is making it about the customer just in general right. right. Where, how many times do you go on to a website for a martial artist and the, the first thing you see is the, the picture of the master instructor and the bio of the master instructor and holding the belt. Gosh. And it's like, we do all of these things. It's like, but nothing on the main page of your website right. said how you do anything for your you. customer. Here's the thing. And this is a, this is just straight facts here. Everybody just cares about themselves. Okay, and it's just a natural way of the human being. Right. We f- care about ourselves. And I was just reading about a book that talks about the importance of remembering people's names. Mm. And it, the studies show, and they study the brain of when you heard your name and what happens in your brain. It's like things light up. It's like that's the most important word to yourself is your own name. Interesting. Did you know, I, I, this is the first time I ever heard about this, but it makes sense because I'm horrible with names. I can remember faces yeah. for 15 years, but I can't remember a name like the next day. Wow. So for what action am I going to be taking? I've got to figure out how to remember every single one of my students' names as well as their parents because that is an important thing and that's what's going to help us stay different or great stay example. relevant. We're going to talk about that in two different ways, but that's a great example of extra extraordinary customer service sure that imagine when you have a school of 400 people and you're in here and you know every single one of them yep that's the deal we've been write to- their name on, in korean on their uniform <laughs> that's, that's the way we did it right <laughs> it's like the, the uh the, the secret way like oh what is that on there oh it's just art just art. like oh i remember your name i remember going to a, a school with you one time and they said that the the employees all need to know all of the answers for the business like instantaneous and i go back to like simple things like this is in order to run your business super well you need to know it inside and out yeah and then the same thing says in order for you to be servicing your customers super well you need to know them inside and out If, if you're if your wife or your girlfriend loved tulips and you knew that she loved tulips but you brought her dandelions what would she think and it's the same kind of a yep. thing customer service wise is like, you know, your customers will enjoy it if you like their names. So you go, what was your name again? Yeah. It, you can't, you know, what? it just, it, it's the same. It, we come back to the same answer, right? Laziness. Yeah. People <laughs> see what I say to you that people have the exact same response that you just had, which is looking down and going, oh, yeah, you know. 
But I'm, I'm here to tell the truth, guys. You're being lazy. Right. And the reason why I don't know people's names is because I'm being lazy and I'm not taking the appropriate action and what I call conscious thought into improving this part of me. Mm-hmm. People want all these things, but then you just it just comes down to this one question. What are you doing about it? You know, if you're not doing anything about it, then you're just being lazy and you should stop complaining. <laughs> I, I agree with you 100%. And if, we're, if we take a, a break from our, our super list today and kind of go back and we say business objectives, you can't do everything. No. But if you haven't decided what you're going to do, right. then you can't do anything. Right. Because doing a little bit of all of this, so maybe memorizing all of your customers' names isn't where you need to be today. Maybe not. Right. But if you don't know whether you need to be in that spot, you need to spend some time thinking. Right. So, and that's actually the last thing I'll say about that is we don't do that. What we do is we unlock our doors, we walk in, and we continue to do the same thing over and over. We teach the same drills in the class. We don't think outside of the box Mm -hmm. because it all comes down to the one thing that we've talked about before. Our brains are designed to not use extra calories. Mm. We're still in survival mode, even though we our civilization is like well off, but we still think that we have to survive and like keep those calories and not expend them. So you have to step outside of that natural state and actually start consciously thinking about how can we do this better? And this ha- needs to happen every single day, every yep. single week, every single month, every single year. Amen. So the next one actually ties into that is creating a powerful offer or a guarantee in your business is a big one. Uh, reducing risk is barriers to entry. Reducing yep. the barrier to entry is a good way for Having people try to it out. want to sign up. And so uh, when you eliminate the hesitation to make a purchase, that helps a person be able to trust what it is that you're doing. Mm-hmm. So as you want to talk about differentiating yourself and you say, hey, listen, you know, if, if you don't like this, we'll give you your money back is a great way to be yeah. able to build trust. And then again, as we talked about memberships earlier, if you have a person who says, you know, I tried it over there and I didn't like it, but that in, it was awesome though, because they just gave me my money back. Right. It wouldn't, wouldn't be a terrible recommendation. They're probably going to say, you should try it out. It didn't work for me, but... But it was a great experience. Right. There's nothing wrong with having a right. great customer right. experience. Um, that's that's a, a one that I feel like people never do in martial arts, is that we're not really ever making any guarantees. And the guarantees that we are making are probably unfounded a lot of times. And I actually will make a guarantee personally to parents when I'm talking to them. Mm-hmm. If they bring their son in or their daughter and they have particular things they need to work on, like focus and discipline and self-control and whatever it may be, confidence is a big one. I tell them, I can guarantee that these areas will be improved if you give me the proper amount of time. Yeah. I can't say, I'm, not gonna, I'm like, I can't do anything in less than a year. Right. You got to give me at least a year. If you give me three, I promise you, you're going to see huge differences. Which is not much different because what are we talking about? Consistency. Right. And it's not much different than going to the gym. If you go to the gym one day a week, you're going to be better off than not going, right? but you're not going to see results as quickly as if you followed a real exercise plan. Right. And, so, the, and the, the difference is if that person's going to the gym, then I am not in control of that. Mm-hmm. But if you're bringing your child to us, I'm in 100% control of that situation, which then means I can do all the necessary things in order to 
fulfill that promise that mm-hmm. I made. There you go. Uh, another one that we've talked about a lot of times is creating a memorable culture. And this, yep. this is related to not only just the environment that you're sitting in, but also staffing, which is what we've talked about specifically. And when you're staff, imagine for a second, if you walked into a martial arts school and the first person that they see looks miserable there. Yeah. <laughs> then that says something about your business right. or if they're non-attentive Yep. or that. I think when I walk into Starbucks and they say, Hey Seth, would you like your Americano today? You're just like, take my money. Take my money. Here's my bank account. Yeah. Just draft it whenever I come in. Yeah. And, and, and you'd be fine with that. I'm all right with that. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's a real thing. Again, there. that goes back to that, that simple thing called human connection. Do you remember Cheers? <laughs> of course. Norm? Yes. When he would walk in and they're yeah. like, Norm. Right. Why do you think that they dude? They put the beer down and they like. It's a done deal. Right. It's so, just finding. People want to find places that they feel like they belong mm-hmm. and that they are connected to. Uh, and, and people know them. And, we've talked about right. tribes. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, another we're one pretty, is. We're pretty just simple beings. Don't we make it really complicated? Yes. We're very simple. Right. Like the things we want, the things we need, and the things that attract that we're attracted to. It's mm-hmm. pretty simple. We, we overcomplicated the way right. to make it simple. It's That's just, unfortunate. It's just called like be a good person <laughs> and treat people well. Right. <laughs> done. You uh, know, episode done. You would think that's the case, but then what happens is you get bitten by right. somebody that you tried to do yeah, the right thing for. Yeah, you can't let for. that. You can't yeah. let that take the entire culture down. Yeah, actually, and I read something about that the other day was the idea of the security, um, oh gosh, like security cameras. Yeah. Is... They, they think of it like a benefit to the customers, yep. but really it's like the deterrent that makes you feel like you're being trust, watched or like right, exactly that we don't thing. trust. Mm-hmm. So they, uh, as I was reading, and actually I'll, I'll come back to that at the end because it's part of I a book that I'll recommend. This, but yeah. yeah. Uh, another one is to create a cause marketing effort is a way to be different. And what I mean by that is um, like being part of the community. Oh, okay. So for example, the idea of creating a partnership with a nonprofit, whether that yep. be maybe through your local education foundations yep. or something associated with your schools. Um, maybe it's a, another nonprofit that's associated with some of your members of your school that there's some passion about. Maybe one of your instructors has, you know, some sort of a, a need that they can, you know, partner up with that creates some sort of a, uh, exposure. That's a win-win for not only you, but it does something there. Yep. I think being um, a giving individual, being a caring individual is something that can differentiate ourselves. It goes right back I'm to what you said. Because it just goes back to what we just said. Yeah. Just be a good person. The uh, uh, yeah. a, a lot of times, I think the problem, what you said a long, long ago in this episode was we all care most about ourselves. Yeah. And so the part- We that, have to. It's true. The part that our business owners that follow us are probably getting to is I want to create those partnerships, but I want it to work out for me. All right. And what sometimes you have to be able to do is let them win. And by them winning, you win. Like being a partner of the, you know, local PTA or whatever you're partner with. Just give without expecting anything in in return. Right. Because that person that you're trying to partner with, you don't think that they hear that every day of somebody right. wanting to take from them, yep. right? I want to give you 20% of what I get. That's here's the thing. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I got to get it first and then, then I'll, I'll give share you some of it. Yeah. No, I, I think it's just important. You find something that you truly believe in and you're passionate about because when it's time to do the work and volunteer, you're going to do it anyways mm-hmm. because you believe in that, that, uh, cause. Mm-hmm. But if you're for example, part of a school 
or part of another organization that you think is going to bring you all these leads, that is going to be a failure because you're, you're going to hate doing the work. Right. So find something you're passionate about. Here's the thing. If you're doing what we do, then you better love kids. Right. And if you don't, then please stop doing business because you're making us all look bad. Right. <laughs> and if you, if, you're, if you love kids, find some sort of kid-focused cause because then, again, it's branching out from your core mission mm -hmm. and you're still pursuing your mission. You're just not getting paid for it, at least now. Right. But at that's least where the rubber back. beats the road. Right. Like, do you actually walk this walk or do right. you just say you do? And if you really can invest in something else, then it shows that there's, there's a real, you know, solid foundation. One of the best there. things I did was, uh, become part of our school educational foundation. Um, I actually don't really do anything related to martial arts with them. I do a lot of video stuff with them and they're so appreciative about it, which then coming back, I'm like, I'll just want to keep doing more and more and more and more. And I don't charge them anything for it. And at the end of the day, I don't expect anything from it. Mm -hmm. It's just something that I like doing. Right. And because it, I'm yeah. helping other, other kids out who, who aren't connected particularly to our business. But again, I love kids, so I'm going to do that. That's a good fit. Another one is to become a social business. And by social, then what I meant here is that it's a world-helping product. Something that is, for example, you see sometimes the we're selling these bracelets and the proceeds from these bracelets yep. are going to go save the whales off of the coast of Bali or something. I have yeah. no idea. Yeah. Um, but the same kind of a thing for us. If we want to become a social product and we start a social service, social services, probably that sounds bad, but by... By us changing the name of our game, that instead of us trying to create fighters or you know martial yep. artists, we're creating better people, um, is is a much better way for us to differentiate our product than to try and think about it from the standpoint of podium finishes and yep. things like that. Yep. Uh, there are two more on the list. The I, I kind of left one that I put out there is be quirky and weird. Um, Maybe unique is a unique, better word, right? Uh, and then going back to, and the reason why you want to do this is, first of all, you're going to um, be some, uh, you're going to be a business that people are going to want to talk remember. about. Remember. Right. And right. remember. Because you just told me about that coffee place. Right. Exactly. And, and that's can, why that I is I knew exactly, here. I can see exactly how this all played out. You walked in, you're like, oh, you're looking around and you're like, oh, what are, the, what are those cups? And they tell you about it. You're like, oh, and then you, you know, pick out your cup that says. Now I got paper. Yeah. I love jeeps i have a weird deal i don't like to like use people's silverware yeah, or, i don't either yeah but you still talked about it yeah uh wait, wait hold on a minute i know it's weird so if i go to well, a, restaurant, a restaurant if i'm at a restaurant it's okay but if i'm at your house i feel weird about using your silverware yeah you're weird and that's strange i don't know yeah. but uh anyways i think it just comes down to being unique yep and that's always a differentiator. Right. If if we you said, and I believe the last episode, every martial arts school has the same sign at the top. It says yep. Taekwondo or yep. Karate yep. and the same red and blue mats. Yep. And it's all like the same equipment from Century. And there we, we might as well just all link up and be a franchise, right? I mean, right. we ought, like really, because a lot of times they're <laughs> the exact same. That. But too much ego involved for that to happen. There, there's no there's no unique when everybody no. does the same thing. The last one today is to surprise and delight your customers. What a phenomenal way for us to do this is to be able to go above and beyond and realize that those small 
small things create big impact. So the custom letter for your birthday, the handwritten thank you note for their involvement in your testing or, yep. you know, volunteering at your open house or whatever you did. And then like you said, just going a little bit above and beyond. And not only does that help you to just create a good customer experience, mm -hmm. but it also helps you to be able to stand out and create what's called raving fans, which I know you've talked about before. It's and a, it's um, a buzzword now. The book that's out there actually is titled Raving Fans, and it's a pretty short story. Did you read it? Yeah, I've read it. Uh, it's a pretty short story, but it's awesome because it kind of highlights the key ways that you can help to think about creating a raving fan through your service, through your, um, the when way this, you deliver it to the customer. When did this come out? This mm, you know, honestly, I don't know the, the, the publication. It's date. funny that you bring all this up because, uh, I'm just about finishing another book and looking for a new one. Yes. And I think that book that you just mentioned was referenced in the book that I'm about oh. to finish. It's there called never lose a customer again. Interesting. It just, I think it just came out within the last year. Um, it's pretty amazing, to be honest. Here's a, another idea for you guys that are always listening. Do you, read? Uh, is, it, is the idea, are you telling them to read? That's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. Read. If you listen to us, obviously, we're constantly in books. We're constantly trying to better ourselves. Yeah. Uh, never stop learning. And whether that's about your product, about just your, which, which piece of the thing are you working yeah. on? And well, here's, here's, here's the thing though. This is where I not think, Harry Potter. No. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't read fiction books. I read just things that actually will give me some knowledge. But anyways, reading's great, but reading doesn't mean squat without action. Right. You can have all these ideas in your head, which I think major, the majority of business owners do this. They read, 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 read. But then they do nothing about it. Who? They're like, oh, I know about all these these concepts and ideas for my business. But then the next day comes around, and then you walk into the business, and it looks the exact same. It feels the same. So right. it's like, what are you doing? So it, who who are we talking to just recently where that was mentioned? Like, I've got you. No, I'm I've got all of this, and then you're the doer. And like that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. where our partner our partnership is great I, because I we're there. I consider myself both, but I'm definitely also more of an idea person, mm -hmm. just because I have demons in my head where I, it's like preventing me from doing the things I need to do. Right? Maybe some perfectionism going on where you paralysis through analysis. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely important that we are putting action behind our ideas and dreams. And if you follow Gary Vaynerchuk, mm -hmm. he says he's only read one book because <laughs> all he does is action. Wow. He doesn't do any reading, nothing, because he just does puts stuff. all of his energy towards doing. And, and I admire that. There, It works when you can just let go output yeah. it all comes to output it all comes to what is it is create it says fail faster oh no that was our uh, our guest that one time right that was on when we were we were here talking here's the thing if you listen and really closely listen to people who are successful they literally end up sounding like the same person Successful people. Yes. Yeah. They all that's sound the same. Damien Lupo was the one that was on. He said, right. what I found in my life that's helpful is to fail faster. Fail like, fast. Get to the end. Well, and, what that and means there. is take those risks. Mm -hmm. You know, just be Educated smart risks. about yeah. it. But then figure it out, fail, 
and then do it again, learn and then adjust and do it again and fail. And then keep doing that. That's train, grow, succeed, repeat your motto. Yeah. Got it. Same idea is basically you get started, you learn from it. And success is funny because what is success? Failure is not trying. Right. Success is growing from your experience. Yep. So no matter which way you, you, whatever the result might be, success comes because you've completed the first rotation doing it all over again, just continues to rebuild that success. So what was your motto again? Train, grow, succeed, repeat, train, grow, succeed, succeed, repeat. repeat. Mm -hmm. But it could also be fail. But failure is the success. Because you did it. Because I'm done. Now I repeat right. the process. I go back to retraining again. That's a learning loop. That's the learning the loop. Yeah. Correct. I forgot where I read that. But anyways. I told you. Uh, let's wrap this up. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I should just listen to you from now on and it's, not read. Uh, but anyways, we need to wrap this episode up. Yep. Uh, so the next episode, we will be talking about... I don't know. Is we it, haven't actually. We haven't. That. We haven't defined. You know what? Sense. I would love. I would love if the people who listen to us, to us, if you're actually out there. Oh, I've got one like, right now. Ready? Hold let, on. Pause. Let, hold on. Pause. Let us know what you want to hear about. I was just going to say that. I was like, the next listener that's online right now. Tell us. Tell us what you want us to say. And we'll the next talk week about could, anything. Could you be know? The, I actually thought about talking about like doing like some of these other shows that you see on YouTube where you'll have a topic like a news, something on the news and we talk about it mm-hmm. or, you know, just give our two cents. Uh, that would be something, but we could do that. I think I, I just want to, again, going Let's back talk to about upcoming service, seminars right. and business opportunities, <laughs> but going back to like providing exceptional service for our customers, like the, you guys are our customers. Mm-hmm. Tell us what you want to hear. Right. And if you want to just like anonymously send it to us through our website, don't put your name, Go ahead. If you don't want to, if you don't want anybody to know that you contacted us because you're, you know, uh, you feel awkward or whatever, then do that. But we've got to, I'll tell you, I feel whatever. I feel awkward when our listeners tell me that they feel awkward telling me that they don't want people to know that they listened. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I have to say to that? Get over yourself. (laughs) And this is something that we all have, which is called pride and too much of it. And just, letting go of that and then saying, you know what? I'm going to be the person that, that we tell our students to be. Right. And when they become a white belt, it's called be humble, listen, and do. Brandon wrote in that he building wants us systems. to talk about yeah. building systems. All right, guys, this is the end of episode 39. As always, join us next week on Tuesday, 1p, 1.30 p.m. Central Time. And uh, we'll be answering questions as soon as we are done with this episode. All right, guys. Special thanks to James Kim and Best, Best Martial, Martial Arts, Arts Mudo USA for always being there for us. And once soon, we'll be able to unveil our, our brand new apparel. Yeah, our uniform that's sitting out right there on the couch that needs to be washed. Be awesome. Anyways, see you next week. Have a good one.